This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello everyone, happy Sunday. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show. If I'm not mistaken, this is episode, what, 53 um, for our podcast. And what a way to celebrate our 53rd episode with a lot of sports information just for you. Let's get you started off on this fantastic Sunday with your sports fact of the day. Today is September 22nd, and on this day in 1975, the Miami Dolphins' 31-game home winning streak comes to an end with a 31-21 loss at the hands of the Oakland Raiders on a Monday night at the Orange Bowl in Miami. The streak includes 27 regular season games and 4 in the playoffs. Miami's last home loss was a 14-10 decision against the New York Jets four years prior to that game, October 3rd, 1971. So from the span of October 3rd to uh, 1971 to September 22nd, 1975, the Miami Dolphins never lost a home game. Considering today's modern NFL, that is a pretty, pretty impressive feat to accomplish, especially during that time in the NFL. Lots more to talk about in terms of football. We do have a lot of Browns coverage today, but I want to get you guys updated with the Nordonia Knights because we are on NordoniaHills.News, of course. Their most recent game, the Knights coming out with a blowout win, a 38-10 demolition of the Twinsburg Tigers, in Twinsburg, no less. Twinsburg did strike first, um, going up 3 to nothing, thanks to a field goal early in the first quarter. But after the Knights scored that first touchdown um, to get themselves a 7-3 lead, they never looked back. At halftime, the score was 14-3, and in the second half, the Knights just kept pouring it on as they eventually destroyed Twinsburg. Final score, 38-10 in that Friday night's matchup. This upcoming Friday, the 27th of September, the Knights are back home at Nordonia, and they will host the Wadsworth Grizzlies, who are also 2-2. So we will see who will gain that upper hand 3-2 record on Friday night in the homecoming night for the Nordonia Knights. Definitely will be a special night at Nordonia High School. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get you updated on MLS soccer here real quick. Eastern Conference, NYCFC in first place, 57 points, 16 wins, 9 draws, and 5 losses. The defending champs, Atlanta United, now starting to sneak up in the standings. They're in second place. 31 matches played, 17 wins, 3 draws, and 11 losses. Philadelphia in third place, 52 points then followed by Toronto, D.C., and then the New York Red Bulls. In the Western Conference, LAFC will probably at this point reach 70 points, knowing how dominant they have been. 65 points right now on the season, 19 wins, 8 draws, and 4 losses. The Seattle Sounders, 50 points, the second team in the MLS, the second team in the Western Conference, excuse me, to reach that 50-point margin. The LA Galaxy and Minnesota 
Um, Minnesota United are tied in terms of points for third and fourth place. 48 points for those respective teams. Real Salt Lake, San Jose, and FC Dallas conclude those Western Conference top seven standings for you. Top goal scorers in the MLS, Carlos Vela. Will he hit 30 goals? Possibly, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic is catching up. Um, 27 goals for Zlatan, 29 for Carlos Vela. So we'll see who maybe, uh, if Zlatan or Josef Martinez with 26 goals of Atlanta can make a comeback and maybe um, go ahead of Carlos Vela, who is currently in the top spot. In fourth place, Diego Rossi has 15 goals, so he most likely will not uh, be in that conversation unless something dramatic happens with N- uh, LAFC. And then a bear of NYCFC, 14 goals on the season. And don't forget the magic day, that crucial day in the MLS is on Saturday, October 19th. Nice for uh, your weekend to start off with MLS Cup playoff action. About a month or so from now, as I said, Saturday, October 19th is when the MLS Cup playoffs officially begin. And I'm a little excited today because the Columbus crew have done something that they really haven't done in almost a month. They won a game. And not only did they win this game, they won it rather handily against the defending champions, Atlanta United. But guess what? It wasn't just against the defending champions, Atlanta United. It was in Atlanta. It was an away game. I'll be honest with you, I didn't. I gave the crew almost no chance to win this game, given how their season's been. They're going up against the defending champs. They went to Atlanta and handled their business, a 3-1 win. Now, Atlanta did score that the first goal, giving them a 1-0 lead, thanks to Josef Martinez in the 19th minute. However, um, in the second half, the crew poured it on. Yassi Zardes in the 53rd minute tied the game. Luis Mario Diaz Espinosa, seven minutes later in the 60th minute, put the crew up 2-1, and then an own goal from Miles Robinson in the 85th minute of Atlanta helps the crew gain another goal and get a win in a very, very crucial matchup. Each team with four shots on target in that game Although they only had 35% possession, the crew able to maintain the win. Um, Atlanta completed 523 passes compared to just 285 for the crew. Pass accuracy for Atlanta much, much higher than that of the crew, 84 to 71. Six fouls on against Atlanta, 11 committed by the crew. You would think with these stats that Atlanta was clearly the better team. However, the beautiful game of soccer has proven the opposite. The crew defeating Atlanta United in a huge win, 3-1, last Saturday. The crew then followed up that win with an away game across the border in Vancouver, Canada, a 1-1 tie last night against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yassi Zardes in the 18th minute with a penalty kick to put the crew up one to nothing, but again, it was the late heroics and uh, the collapse in the final minutes of the crew. Freddie Montero of Vancouver able to score 
in the final minutes of added time and therefore tying the game one to one. That's your final score from for the crew last night. Then FC Cincinnati also getting a win. So last Saturday, if you're an Ohio MLS soccer fan, last Saturday was a great day for you. FC Cincinnati last Saturday, the 14th, getting a one to nothing win against the Montreal Impact, despite getting a red card. Uh, down to 10 men, still able to win the game. However, Atlanta United came into Cincinnati this past Wednesday uh, for an FC Cincinnati home game. The defending champs took care of business in a 2 to nothing win for Atlanta. Then yesterday, FC Cincinnati hosted the Chicago Fire, a 0-0 draw in that matchup last night. In terms of standings for our Ohio MLS soccer teams, it really is not looking good, ladies and gentlemen. Their playoff aspirations are essentially uh, at 0% at this point. Columbus and Cincinnati are the two worst teams in the MLS Eastern Conference. Columbus, only in 32 matches, only 9 wins, 8 draws, 15 losses for just 35 points. Cincinnati, the only team in the MLS who still haven't even hit 30 points on the season. FC Cincinnati, just 32 wins, 6 wins, 4 draws, 22 gut-wrenching losses for just 22 points. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our MLS action. I want to go to the WNBA real quick, give you guys some updates there. Of course, I mentioned the playoffs are underway. We started discussing that last week. The second uh, playoff round uh, concluded last weekend, last Sunday, the 15th. The defending champions, the Seattle Storm, are officially out of the race due to a 92-69 blowout loss to the to the Los Angeles uh, Sparks. The Aces, Las Vegas Aces, defeating the Chicago Sky by one single point, 92-93, the final score in that game. Therefore, this leads us to the semifinal rounds, which began this past Tuesday. The Connecticut Sun faced off against the LA Sparks, the Sun um, taking a 1-0 series lead, 84-75 the final score of that game. In game one between the Las Vegas Aces and Washington Mystics, uh, the defending Eastern Conference champions from last year, Mystics, although they were those Eastern Conference uh, champions, they did not have an easy uh, matchup with the Aces, only winning by two in the end, 97-95. Mystics have a one to nothing lead over the Aces. Then the Game 2s begin. Both those teams who won the Game 1 also won Game 2. This time, the Sun convincingly defeat the Sparks, 94-68 the final score. And then the Mystics also more convincingly defeated the Aces, 103-91 was the score um, from this past Thursday. Our Game 3s begin today at 5 p.m., we have the Mystics in Las Vegas to take on the Aces, and then the Connecticut Sun are in Los Angeles to face the Sparks today at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And that concludes our WNBA update for you guys, and I am extremely happy for the Cleveland Indians. 
have a lot to discuss about them, but especially with Carlos Carrasco back, great to see that he covered from recovered from his uh, leukemia. It's awesome to see him back out there on the pitch. Um, you know, as you know, as the pitcher, throwing those strikeouts and really helping the the Indians with their success. And Friday night was not only a terrific night for the Nordonia Knights, as we mentioned, but a terrific night for the Cleveland Indians at Progressive Field against the Philadelphia Phillies. Swung on a dribbler wide of third. To his left, chain gloves, throws, bogey! And the Cleveland Indians do their job. They just keep on winning. That's right, the Indians... Keep on winning a 5-2 victory against the Philadelphia Phillies this past Friday. Before that 2-5 victory, the Indians smoked the Detroit Tigers, who are just awful at this point. Indians smoked the Tigers 7-0 this past Thursday. The Indians just uh, really, uh, after the first inning, they had a 1-0 lead against Detroit. Scored three innings in the fourth, uh, three runs in the fourth five or excuse me can you take that out i'm sure. sorry they scored three runs in the fourth three runs in the fifth um to really just increase that lead poured it on against detroit never looking back in that game and then as i mentioned the two to five victory against philadelphia after the second inning the indians were actually up four to nothing uh the Phillies able to tack on two runs in the fifth. However, the Indians securing the game with another run in the seventh inning to win the match 5-2. to two. However, yesterday the Indians losing uh, to Philadelphia 9-4 to four the final score. Indians actually were up 4-1 to one after the second inning. Phillies able to score a run in the fourth. Um, and then in the fifth inning, they really poured it on four to nothing. It was the score in the fifth inning, and then the Phillies tack on three more runs in the ninth inning to really put the game away. Phillies are now seventy nine and seventy four. Indians are six ninety one and sixty four on the season. And let's see what Terry Francona, Indians head coach, had to say about Shane Bieber and his dependability after that Friday night win against the Phillies. Yeah, I thought, I thought he had better life on his fastball. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good lineup. There's some pretty, pretty good hitters over there. I thought he spun some breaking balls underneath their bats. Um, the couple balls they hit, like the one Miller hit, that, that ball was off the plate. That's just a good piece of hitting. Um, I thought he was pretty, pretty damn good. And... There is a reason you could say that Shane Bieber was pretty damn good. Look at these st- these stats from this past Friday. In seven um, and a third innings, Shane Bieber with seven hits, two runs, zero walks, and seven strikeouts as the starting pitcher for the Indians on Friday. Definitely the dependability that Terry Francona is going to be needing heading forward into this season. The MLB playoffs beginning soon. This up um, October first is when the wild card round officially begins. The Indians are still in second place in that uh, MLB um, 
in those MLB Central Division standings behind the Minnesota Twins. We, of course, will keep you updated with all of those stats. Let's be more specific, though. 7-3 and three in their last 10 games are the Indians. As I mentioned, 91-64. and 64. They're 48-32 and 32 at home, 43-32 and 32 on the road. They're four games behind the Minnesota Twins in that American League Central race. Now, the upcoming schedule for the Cleveland Indians includes a Sunday night ESPN baseball matchup. That's right, you can catch the game on national TV today on ESPN in Progressive Field in Cleveland, where the Indians will be taking on the Phillies. First pitch at 6.37 Eastern Time today. The Indians will then head to Chicago to take on the White Sox and will then head to D.C., our nation's capital, to take on those Nationals. And then the MLB postseason is underway. So today is the last home game for the Cleveland Indians as they'll be on the road, as we mentioned, in Chicago and then in Washington, D.C., Last home game, regular season home game for the Indians at Progressive Field. Can they close it out with a win? We shall see. Remember, as I said, ESPN will have you covered tonight at 6.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all of you Brown fans, guess what day it is today? I think it's game day today. It's Sunday, right? Why, indeed, it is Sunday, and it is a Browns home game today against the Los Angeles Rams. Remember, making the Super Bowl uh, last year, losing to the hands of the New England Patriots. The Browns today hosting the Rams at First Energy Stadium. 8.20 is when the game is scheduled to begin today. So if you're in downtown Cleveland, it's a great day to be a sports fan. You have the last home game for the Indians at Progressive Field. And then on the lakefront, you have the at First Energy Stadium, you have the Browns taking on the Los Angeles Rams, hoping to get a 2-1 record on the season. A lot of great restaurants you can eat at in downtown Cleveland. I was actually at the, uh, at the Flatiron Cafe last Sunday. Lots of Indians fans um, for an Indians game. That day, definitely lots of awesome, a great atmosphere to be in on a Cleveland game day. And you have two games you can go see. You have, of course, I mentioned the Indians and the Browns. But let's discuss a little about how the Browns have been doing this past week. Last Monday, Monday Night Football, first win of the season, regular season, I should say, for the Cleveland Browns, a 23-3 demolition of the New York Jets, and Odell Beckham Jr. shined on the brightest stage for the Browns. Just listen in um, on his one-handed catch in Week 2 against the Jets. And that's right, Odell Beckham Jr. really showing it and putting it on for the Browns' Monday Night Football. And guess who threw him that wonderful 
pass. That happened to be Baker Mayfield. That is basically what all of this Cleveland hype, Cleveland Browns hype has been about. Baker Mayfield throwing a sensational pass to Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, we have all the other stars, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, David Njoku, but this is really what the Browns needed, a sensational performance by Odell Beckham Jr. In the first quarter, the Browns went up 6 to nothing, and then followed it up in the second quarter, a 10 to 3 score in that quarter. The second quarter was the only time the Browns gave up a uh, points for, um, to the Jets as the Jets able to convert on a field goal, scoring three points in that second quarter. Although the fourth quarter had no scoring, the Browns able to tack on a touchdown in the third quarter and eventually win the game 23-3. Browns are now 1-1 one one on the season, and as I mentioned, they're looking to go 2-1 tonight against the Los Angeles Rams at First Energy Stadium. 8-20 tonight is when the game will begin. You can catch the game on NBC. After tonight, the Browns next Sunday will be in Baltimore, Maryland to take on the Ravens. You can catch that game at 1 p.m., the first 1 p.m. game since that demolition to the Titans a few weeks ago. And ladies and gentlemen, before I get going here, I do want to mention to you that the Cavs season is starting very soon. October 11th is their first official preseason game. They'll be in Detroit to take on the Pistons. If I I haven't mentioned this to you, however, if I haven't, I've uh, mentioned it a couple of times on the show, that I am now the official Cleveland Cavaliers analyst on WAKR uh, 1590 in Akron. I will be on there live every Friday during the Cavs season just kind of to discuss how their week has been going and their games and just analyzing the players and um, some other big events going on around in the NBA. So don't miss out on that. That'll be in a few weeks. Of course, I will post all of those airtimes on Twitter and I will post um, all of my interviews with Ray Horner on Twitter as well, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of those channels will have my radio work at WAKR on them. I also want to let you know that NordoniaHills.News has a lot of new information um, going around. Lots to discuss here in the Nordonia community, especially with that big win for the Nordonia Knights in Twinsburg this past Friday. You can also check me out on Twitter, at Nordonia Sports. I am Darius Sethna, that's D-A-R-A-Y-U-S. S-E-T-H-N-A. We're also on Spotify. Make sure you check us out. Just type in my name, uh, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A, or just type in the Cleveland Sports Show, and you should be able to have all of your Cleveland Sports Show needs right there, on the go, at home, wherever you may be. As I mentioned, we're also on SoundCloud. Make sure you check us out on there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show. We will see you next week for more Cleveland Sports Talk. Thank you very much, guys, and have a great week.